Welcome to Tuesday's edition of Transformation Radio. Man, I want to tell y'all something, man. Man, I'm not going to let these material things get in my way, y'all. I'm trying to get somewhere. (laughs) I'm trying to get somewhere that's real and pure and true and eternal. Toby, can you go with your boy? Let's go. Father God, I am clay in your hands. Help me to stay that way through all life's demands. Cause they chip and they nag and they pull at me. And every little thing I make up my mind to be. Like I'ma be a daddy who's in the mix. And I'ma be a husband who stays legit. And I pray that I'm an artist who rises above. The road that is wide and filled with self-love. Everything that I see draws me. Though it's only in you that I can truly see That it's a feast full of eyes, a low blow to purpose And I'm a little kid at a three-ring circus I don't want to gain the flashes and they think that it's you but they don't know that who you are is not what you do true we get it twisted when we peek at the charts yo before we part from the start was your heart you a pimp? hustler tell me what's your title america has no more stars now we call them idols you said idol while we teach prosperity the first thing to prosper should be inside me not because of 22 is on the range but christ came in range we said yes now we change not the same even though i met a fall since i got that call no more song now i'm all yep i don't Just 
And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today is from the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 11. We'll read through chapter 3, verse 7. And we'll read here today in this passage of Scripture that as believers, we are temporary residents and foreigners in this world because our real home is with God. Heaven is not the pink cloud and harp existence popular in cartoons. Heaven is where God lives. Life in heaven operates according to God's principles and values, and it is eternal and unshakable. The kingdom of heaven came to earth in the symbolism of the Jewish sanctuary. That's the the tabernacle and temple where God's presence dwelt. It came in a a fuller way in the person of Jesus Christ, God with us, Emmanuel. It spread to the entire world as the Holy Spirit came to live in every believer. Someday, after God judges and destroys all sin, the kingdom of heaven will rule every corner of this earth. Because we're loyal to God, we often feel like strangers in a world that would prefer to ignore God. Peter's advice sounds like Jesus in Matthew 5.16. If your actions are above reproach, even hostile people will end up praising God. Peter's readers were scattered among unbelieving Gentiles who were inclined to believe and spread vicious lies about Christians. Gracious, godly, and winsome behavior on the part of Christians could show these rumors to be false and might even win some of the unsaved critics to the Lord. And with that, let's begin our reading today. Here in the New Testament, November 24th, the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, through chapter 3, verse 7. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong... They will see your honorable behavior, and they will give honor to God when He judges the world. For the Lord's sake, respect all human authority, whether the king as head of state or the officials he has appointed. For the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. It is God's will that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. For you are free. Yet you are God's slaves, so don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Respect everyone, and love your Christian brothers and sisters. Fear God and respect the King. You who are slaves must accept the authority of your masters with all respect. Do what they tell you, not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they are cruel. For God is pleased with you when you do what you know is right and patiently endure unfair treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you are beaten for doing wrong. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and you must follow in His steps. He never sinned, nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross, so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you are healed. 
Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They trusted God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Psalm 119, verses 49 through 64. The psalmist here is asking God to remember his promises, because it's the only thing he's hoping in. And he's looking for his life to be revived. He wants to be refreshed. Apparently things have gotten a bit down, and he's in the midst of some pretty serious troubles. He is praying that God would comfort him and renew his promises and remember what he's promised the writer here of Psalms. And then he speaks of God's unfailing love. You know, God is with us, Emmanuel, God, God who lives among us and in us, he lives in our hearts. And his love is unfailing. And the final plea here from the writer of this psalm is, teach me your decrees. And isn't that our cry? Lord, teach me your ways. Psalm 119, verses 49 through 64. Zayin, remember your promise to me. It is my only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. The proud hold me in utter contempt. But I do not turn away from your instructions. I meditate on your age-old regulations. O Lord, they comfort me. I become furious with the wicked, because they reject your instructions. Your decrees have been the theme of my songs. Wherever I have lived, I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord. Therefore I obey your instructions. This is how I spend my life, obeying your commandments. Heth, Lord, you are mine. I promise to obey your words. With all my heart, I want your blessings. Be merciful as you promised. I pondered the direction of my life, and I turned to follow your laws. I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. Evil people try to drag me into sin, but I am firmly anchored to your instructions. I rise at midnight to thank you for your just regulations. I am a friend to anyone who fears you, anyone who obeys your commandments. O oh Lord, your unfailing love fills the earth. Teach me your decrees. Proverbs chapter 28 Verses 12 and 13 When the godly succeed, everyone is glad. 
When the wicked take charge, people go into hiding. People who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. My life be like...
This is Freshon Gathright uh, with the Refuge Ministries. Moving up from the farm, going up to phase two, um, having a good time. Really took my time and built my relationship with the Lord. And that's what's key, guys. Just focus on God. You know, get your relationship together. He is our foundation. He is our rock. And don't forget, He's our refuge.
So I'd like to give an affirmation to uh, Crescencio Melcher for just uh, for just stepping up and becoming a good overseer of Phase Two. Uh, he's doing a great job. He's been a big inspiration to me as far as like a mentor and a friend. So uh, I just appreciate everything you're doing, Crescencio, and uh, just keep moving forward because you're doing great, man.
yours not our will but yours be done oh here we stand our hearts are yours not our will but yours be
Transformation Radio.